Hello and welcome to another episode of the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. I'm your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. Mug over the name. Let's get into it. Up first, episode 1270 titled The Feelings Hopper, which aired on May 5th, 2020. Adam talks with Dr. Drew and they have a deep discussion about religion. And they ask the question, should religion be reintroduced into American society? (laughs) Well, let's take a listen and see what they say. Is there a way or should we, based on what we were talking about on Monday, should we be bringing back religion? Oh, yeah. How do we do Not for me, but yes. <laughs> no, I've really been thinking about it. It's, it's the, I think it's the cause of a lot of this thinking. How do we do that? I mean, you've got to remember, remember in the 80s when there was a lot of religious fundamentalism and stuff? That, that wasn't so great either, you know? It wasn't well, good. All right. First things first. Um, It's easy to cherry pick what's negative about religion and or what's positive about religion. What I'm looking for is the the net, not the gross. You know, I just whatever comes out the other side, if if society is two percent better than then so be it. Okay. And then, you know, people kind of go, well, what about these pedophile priests? And I'm like, okay, we'll factor that in. Yeah. You know I mean? There's, there's yeah. a factor. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's like, look, you take something like the Boy Scouts. We've decided to get, basically get rid of the Boy Scouts. Okay. Now you can say, well, the Boy Scouts do this and the Boy Scouts do that. And we disagree with this and we disagree with that. And I'll go, okay, but what's the net of the Boy Scouts? Is it a, is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? And they'll go, well, they do these five bad things. And I'll go, right, right. But they do 18 good things. So I'll live with the Boy Scout. We, we Your plan is, we, we, their plan is get rid of everything that, does, that disagrees with that's them. That's the death of math. Yeah, that's the death of math. Not, you, math is gone in a cancel society. Right. One, one misstep cancel, no matter how much good. Right. So if the net of religion is good, then I'm fine with it, which I believe it is. How do you bring it back, though? I, I don't understand how, how that will happen. You know, I don't know. Maybe these uh, UFO spottings will somehow bring it back. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of an interesting thing. You know, it's like, it's funny because, you know, Dennis Prager's a deeply religious guy. And, uh, sometimes people will say to him, uh, well, what about your buddy, Adam? He's an atheist. How do you, how do you square that? And Dennis just kind of goes, uh, he's okay. Like he doesn't need it. <laughs> like <laughs> he doesn't need religion. He's got his well, own kind of religion. It's kind of the ultimate compliment. He's basically saying that guy can govern himself. He's fine. He's a good guy. He's not going to hurt anybody. Uh, I take it as a compliment. Anyway, my feeling is, is uh, I like people feeling like they have to answer to someone or to something for their life or lifestyle or behavior. Yeah. And I don't really mean it in a, you know, very nuts and bolts kind of way. I just mean like, have some faith, have some, have some thoughts, um, you know, I, again, as we talked about on uh, Monday, I think, you know, I, I just feel like it's easier to say goodbye to Nana if you think yeah, she's yeah. going to be reunited with Grandpa. 
No, no, I, we, we've sort of been through that, but I don't understand how you reignite it. I mean, the, this country has been through these things called the Great Awakenings. Like there's been, I believe, three of them. And where there's this suddenly these religious revivals and they're unique to America. I, I don't know whether they grew out of episodes like this or where is it something else? I mean, people were already pretty religious even before the Great Awakenings, it seems to me. But it, it's like we have to bring back something you know, from nothing. Yeah, it also kind of makes you wonder where the government's at with this, you know, because when you think about religion is we're looking for a sort of big protector, somebody to protect us to, to a degree. And I feel like in a way, government is the competition of religion. And you look at the way the government treated churches and synagogues and places like that versus, you know, liquor stores and fast food places. And they had a little different approach. You know, they were cracking down hard on, and I'm not talking about, you know, crackpot preacher from Florida told the flock, they're all going to get together and join arms. I'm talking about guys in their car doing, you know, tune into a AM 1190 and I'll preach in a Mr. Microphone and you guys can listen in your car. Cops were showing up and breaking that shit up too. Yeah. Like they seem particular, uh, I don't know, stringent, I guess, on churches and synagogues and religion and a little more catch as catch can with some of the other aspects of this quarantine. Yeah. And it's, it's, it is interesting to me also, I heard it's anecdotal, but, um, I heard some woman who was running kind of a bootleg haircutting place, you know, you're just driving people underground people. Yeah. It's not like people will not get haircuts. They'll know a guy who knows a guy show up at the guy's house, like a speakeasy, give yeah. this, give the knock and get the haircut in the guy's garage. Yeah. You know, that's what you're going to do to people. Uh, you know, you, 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 you install prohibition and people start making booze in their bathtub. That's kind of, that's, that's the way it's going to work. But this woman was interviewed and the question was asked, like, who are these people? Who are your clients? Like who is showing up? Yeah. And uh, she said, it's, it's mostly conservative religious people that are showing up. That's interesting. They right. seem to, ha- because they, they have two things. I think a slightly different relationship with fear uh, death, and a different relationship with the government. Oh, <laughs> so when Gavin Newsom tells a super hard left guy, lock it down, he says done and done. When you tell someone who's a little more right wing, maybe a little more religious, or even a free or just, you know, you could, you could think libertarian type, lock it down. He goes, fuck it. I'm taking a hike on that trail. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's a different relationship with authority. I think what happens is if you're deeply religious, then God is the authority. If you're an atheist, then Gavin Newsom's the authority. (laughs) Right. Why do you think that like, for instance, Western Europe does not have a lot of religion but they also don't have these same psychological issues that we seem to have, you know, is it that they didn't have the same 
destroyed family systems and childhood trauma, or what, what do we think it is? I, I, I can't figure that out. I think, and I've never thought about it before, but what, uh, Western Europe religion, it probably took them longer to wean themselves off of religion. Just a theory. I don't have any numbers to back this up. You mean in terms of their overall history? Yeah. I feel like we came off religion faster. Well, they, they fought a bunch of wars around religion too. I think they burned themselves out, you know, we, we came off of religion in like the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we got the bends. I mean, we came (laughs) off. I, I think, I think you can, I don't wean is not the right word, but what I'm saying is, is if you slowly transition from a religious culture to a sort of an atheist culture, you can slowly transition to that. If everyone's parents were religious and we're not the next generation are all atheists, it's going to be a little more chaotic. Right. And I think that's kind of what we're experiencing when, when we, when we grew up in this country, I don't know, 70% of people said, yes, I'm some form of religion. Now it's 21% or whatever. That's a fast turnaround. Yeah. And, 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 and because people, you know, I I think we struggle like we, uh, like we struggle with soccer, you know, they go, why can't people play soccer? It's like, because our granddads didn't play soccer. You know, this is too new for us. It's going to take a little while. You can't get used to it. <laughs> well, I mean, just just think about think about what percentage of the country was religious when you were your kid's age, and what oh, percentage yeah. is now, and it just keeps dropping. So, well, and we went through a, going to be changes. We went to an, an uptick for a while. It seemed like in like eighties and nineties, and then it just that was the end of that. Yeah, I I guess. I don't know if there's an uptick or those were just big televangelists were on TV or like I I don't I I've never been religious, so I don't I don't follow it, but I do sense uh there's this great saying that I'll I'll paraphrase here, but like when you stop believing in God, it's not that you believe in nothing, it's that you'll believe in anything. Mm. I wish that was mine. But my point is, is yeah, all these people sort of worshiping the environment and food and veganism and, you know, Greenpeace and all this. This is this all become anything now. It's its own. It's anything. I mean, really think about that. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. Up next, we go to episode 1457 titled, Medicine is a Dialogue, and that aired on August 5th, 2021. Adam and Dr. Drew go straight to the phones, and they have a discussion regarding elected officials and how many of them may be, wait for it, narcissistic. (laughs) Check it out. All right, uh, let's see. We got uh, some phone calls. Yes, we do. We should get to. Well, I'll just go to the top and right. roll down. Right. Pablo, 31, Houston. Uh, yeah, it's Mijo. Mijo. 
I just want to say long time, uh, first time. It's absolutely awesome being able to say hi to you guys. You guys are, are rock stars. Thanks, Pablo. Um, you know, I was I was actually listening, you know, to the CDC figures that you were talking about, Michelle Lewinsky, just as an add-on, uh, probably also ties in with the question. But for context, I was on their website, and effectively the COVID-19 pediatric mortality rate data from January of 2020 to today is still less than the total influenza amount of the 2019-2020 season for yeah. kids. And it looks like they defined kids as being from 0 to 17. Mm. 0 to 17. Well, good good to know. I guess you turn 18, you're an adult. Right. Gary was able to double-check those numbers from Wednesday. All right. Well, what's going on, Pablo? Thank you. Yeah. I wanted to ask, I would ask you guys, like, uh, you know, the theme of all roads lead to narcissism. Um, and as we think about public policy and effectively electing our leaders, like, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, should we be looking for candidates that essentially have low self-esteem? <laughs> and, you know, might that be a better indicator of, you know, people in leadership positions? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, the first thing you have to, the first thing... You have to be able to go, well, here's what I think, but I'm not sure. Right. It's my impulse is to do this. Right. This, this, is, this is the problem with the world right now, this this unwillingness to be to grow and be objective and to listen and to change your opinion. That's that's weird that people don't do that. Yeah. Like the highest self-esteem Ugh. person that's running anything is, is Lori Lightfoot of Chicago. Like. She makes she says insane things, and then somebody questions her, and then she gets angry, and then doubles down on it. Right. That's her. That's her deal. She seems like a, the most self assured, insane, angry but, but that's person narcissism. I've ever met. Narcissism, because to, to because uh, uh, underneath that hard surface is a deep doubt and deep. Oh, uh, there better be. Yeah. Everything she says is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. They just don't. They just can't adjust. They can't be flexible. They can't sort of learn. Yeah, yeah. They they just they 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 have two. They get exposed to shame and all kinds of things very easily. Right, Pablo. Thoughts? Yeah. What are you, what are some of your techniques, or maybe just observations? Right, like you guys are surrounded by tinsel town, right? So I'm I'm sure you maybe encounter more of this behavior than I don't know places in Middle America, right? So like you know when you come to you know think about D.C. and the policies that come from there and electing leaders over the whole country. Like, what are some of the things you look for to, like, tease out, you know, de- these kinds of traits, right, which, you know, denote a narcissism and that, uh, you know, they're probably, you know, they don't have the populace's best interests at heart, right? And maybe that's already a telltale sign uh, the, that, the, you know, the vote might be casted elsewhere. To, to me, one of the telltale signs that gets missed is that they have nobility they're 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 coming to aid the homeless people and leave them alone uh, they, they, and they feel so gratified by their own nobility they're that they're going to kill people they, they, well the first, yeah okay if you start hearing the currently unhoused instead of homeless well, once you start hearing those buzz phrases it's done yeah as we know they're full of shit yeah now you're actually pushing away from the solution that way well, what what you're doing is you're working some semantic argument instead of you know it's it's basically 
you know, it's the contractor saying the foundation of your house is shot, and then you say every home deserves a good foundation. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's listen, gone, I, it, I would it's just shot, and you go, I want to live in a world where there are no foundations. And it's like, all right, now I, I can see you have no interest in solving this problem. I just interviewed an author who your, who, your answer needs to be what's wrong with the foundation? What's it going to take? How much is it going to cost? Period. How long is it going to do? Not explaining to the contractor that he shouldn't that using foundation is can be considered hurtful right once you start going down that road then we're we're no longer in the problem in the realm of problem solving that's so anyone who wants to discuss the language they're out because you're not into solving the problem yeah there you go these illegal aliens these are uh uh uh, temporary uh unhoused and (laughs) unemployed um uh indigenous people yeah. like all right oh we're not into problem solving that. yeah why would we be we're, we're look i don't go i go to the other fucking shop and you know sean goes uh we gotta do something with this uh with the headers on the portion I, I go exhaust manifold okay now now we're talking about it's the same thing mm-hmm. he called it a header i call it exhaust manifold but as, as i want to keep talking about exhaust manifold and why he needs to start saying it because it could be it could be it could be hurtful to those who don't have headers, but who only have exhaust. But whatever it is, we're not on the problem. The second the language kicks in, you're off the problem. Now we're talking about the language, which is their plan. By the way, they're not. Look, you know what have I told Eric Garcetti or Gavin Newsom? Uh, the city's going to get an extra. $10,000 a year for every homeless person you take off the street from the federal government. Don't you think they would do something? Yes. Yeah. They do it with kids in schools. They mm-hmm. do it with homeless. They just, they're not motivated to do it. They want to talk. They, they, the second you hear language, that that person is signaling that they're not into the problem. I just interviewed an author who chronicled very clearly that the homeless rise is associated with the mass distribution of meth. And I started thinking, that's exactly right. Because everything's meth, fentanyl in the streets. Everything. Right. It's something like 80% meth now. And the meth will take you to the streets in about two to four weeks. Right. And so that, that's really – and is anyone talking about meth? Is anybody discussing that? No, because the face of homeless is a mother who was yeah. gainfully right. employed right. for right. 30 years. Right. And she has three children. And now the factory closes. Right. So she's right. forced to sleep on the sidewalk. Right. Do <laughs> like the forced to sleep on that. I'm, I'm curious – like as a thought experiment um would be your thoughts on and i know this is like you know no silver bullet but like imagine if any you know kind of public serving official was unable to run for re-election right would that already change the incentive structure right that now it's about your legacy right and not about what are we going to do from day one to get re-elected well we just like I said, Gavin Newsom just got two million bucks from the teachers unions. You think you think they're in the habit of just giving away money? By the way, should public unions be giving away money to Democrats or Republicans? Yeah, right. Doesn't it seem a little weird. Yes. Well, how about you let him make policy and you teach kids? Yeah. Why are you paying him? Yeah, it's true. I mean, the sound. It's not. These are. This isn't it's one the thing. Tru- it's one thing. the truck drivers' unions. It's a public. Yeah, it's one union. thing. It's one thing that. It's one thing if he wants your votes, but now you're handing him money. I don't know. Maybe, Gary, you can find that story. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I've got that. It's, it's oh, right okay. here. Knocking Doors Down, everyone. The Knocking Doors Down podcast aims to end stigma around addiction, recovery, mental health, serious mental illness, 
Caitlin Jenner, Ric Flair, Bam Majera, experts, everyday people share the stories of managing addiction uh, and serious mental illness with humor, vulnerability, honesty. Host Jason Lachance is in recovery from alcoholism. He also had a history of trauma and childhood. He came from home of addiction, sexual, emotional abuse. His co-host is Mike Naraki, who has managed substance as well, has recovering. For a weekly dose of positivity, humor, and uplifting stories from those that have lived through the recovery of serious mental illness and addiction, subscribe to Knockin' Doors Down, K-N-O-C-K-N-I-N apostrophe, Doors, D-O-R-Z with a Z, Doors, Knockin' Doors Down, wherever you get podcasts, or kddmediacompany.com. All right. Uh, I want to roll some yeah, more calls two, here. Two, roll one, two. Got a parenting question from Chicago. Mike. Hi, guy. Hi, Hi guy. guy. <laughs> hey, so uh, I'm getting married. Uh, she has a 12-year-old son from a previous relationship, and we can't get seem to get him to get involved with his peers. He has no friends. He's had no sleepovers, and he's not antisocial. Mm. When we take him somewhere, he has no problems talking to adults, children, nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's just becoming apparent that he doesn't he doesn't enjoy being in situations unless he's number one, he's in control. You know, we ask him if he wants to go do something with one of his friends, and he's, he's just not interested. Hmm. How, uh, and so... I'm not sure... How is, is is any of this COVID related? You're in Chicago, so you got the fucking retard Lightfoot. No, over there. it's Chico, California. Chico. Oh, you're in Chico. Oh. Okay. Huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> it became Chicago. Chicago. That's Kaylin. All right, you're in Chico. So, um, well, you're in California. Everything got shut down here too. Is it any of that? Well, we're pretty we're pretty free up here. Oh, they okay. were shut down for about eight months. Uh, in the schools and and yeah, that that had a big a big thing to do. To, yeah, to, my, do with it. My, you know, they had an eight eight month summer vacation to do nothing. My son was starting to spend way too much time in his room, sleeping in, you know, hanging mm-hmm. out. I mean, mm-hmm. kids can fall out of that. They can fall out of that schedule like 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 grandpa slipping in the tub. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you go from spry to clinging to life. Yeah, fucking fast. Yeah. It is, you know, it's 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 kind of a crazy. I'm I'm going off on a on a philosophical whatever here, but it's it was interesting. I was out front of my uh, condo the other day, mm-hmm. and it's like I looked at the some cacti that I'd planted, small, and uh, they would all look dry and shitty and whatever. And it's like, <laughs> oh man, I guess I need to water these things. They look fucked up, and they they're not coming. And I hit them with the hose. And I hit them with the hose, maybe. Two two times, and I went down there this morning. I looked at them. I was like, "Oh, they're back!" Right. Like it doesn't take much one direction or the next. Like nature's like a, you can go down fast, you can pop up. It's funny. We were it, talking, I think, last show about how language is being manipulated and people are going so far in this weird direction. I thought, oh, God, what is it going to take to get back? I asked you that. I think of the show, and then it, I actually at the time was thinking to myself, if we just lay up, we'll, we'll automatically go back. We'll go back to reality. Yeah, yeah, reality will always kind of push through. What do you mean, lay up? Stop with the language bullshit. Just let let go for five minutes, and just it, it won't like it won't stick. Yeah. Won't so, stick. all right, we're digressing, but all the right. the point is, is Mike. You know, my son went down, and he was like too much time in his room and getting up real late, and 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 the moms, 
for some reason, I haven't figured it out, but as far as the neighborhood kids, it was uh, the boys were in lockdown huh. and the girls were not. Weird. Don't know. And your daughter was more anxious about it. Yeah, but they were out playing and slumber partying and doing everything. Um, but the boys were like, so-and-so's mom won't let them out. A lot of that. Not I had I had girls at my house all the time, but the boys weren't able to come over. So interesting. We'll be right back with more of the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. We are back with the final clip of this episode. We go to episode 1485, which aired on October 17th, 2021. Former Biggest Loser host and trainer Jillian Michaels stopped by, and she talked with the boys about how to live a healthier life. Jillian Michaels is our guest. Dr. Drew, there's a coaster for you because Thank I you. know you're uh, not a coaster-oriented dude. I, I am. I, I, I have to I, see a coaster. To, it's got to be in my field it. of vision. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah. You, yeah, you can't close your eyes and picture no, a coaster. No, I can't do that. That's too hard. What do you see? Like clowns? When I like close when my you eyes? you close your eyes. Like if I said uh, coaster waves. and you close your you see waves. Waves, yeah. Just but not a coaster. <laughs> not a coaster. Couldn't picture it. <laughs> so if I told you, draw me a picture of a coaster, you couldn't do it unless I actually showed you like a coaster modeling or Something yes. like that. All right. Sorry, Jillian. No, no. I had to follow his example previously when he was like, I'm just going to put my water on my coaster. And I was like, oh, shit. Yes, 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 yes. Modeling. I was like, aha. Modeling behavior is very powerful. Jillian is, is dutiful. That's what we call her. Uh, there's an app called the Fitness App. That's Jillian's app. Available for your iPhone or any of your phones at the app stores. Jillian, of course, you all know Biggest Loser and all the fitness books and all the videos and everything else. The podcast as well. Uh, so let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little fitness here. Oh, Okay. Let's talk about that. I, I, uh, whenever somebody comes in from your neck of the woods, I always kind of go, I like to just go breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay. What, what do we think? Um, okay, for, so what do I think for everyone else, or what do I personally do? Yeah, we'll take both. Okay. Well, um, do, do you think there is a universal everyone? I kind of do. Okay. <clears throat> okay, hold on. I think that, look, there's some discrepancy. Um, and that's, in my personal opinion, based on what I've read and experts I've spoken to, we do have a different hormonal response to food. Um, and I think that that's microbiome mm-hmm. because there have been identical twins that have different hormonal responses to food. And it, it, that's the only explanation only that, I, that's different. If, yeah, that, I, that I know of. Um, right. And I've been learning more and more about it because I think it's so fascinating and it impacts so many different aspects of our health. Um, however, I get a little nervous when we start saying like, oh, it's different for everybody. Well, it's just, because then people feel lost and it's like they, they're very susceptible to shysters. And it's like, look, at the end of the day. So there's certain things we can say generally are yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and at, yeah. at the end of the day, I can, I can make it pretty darn simple. And I'm not saying easy. Don't overeat. You know, don't do that. Move your body as as often as you can. It doesn't eat, need to eat be less. Move more. Yeah. It, it, thank you. Use common sense with your food choices. Mm. Like a Dorito is not. You know what food. I've noticed? I have noticed that just conscious eating, period, helps people adjust. No matter what they're trying to adjust to, just being conscious, yes, as opposed to just putting shit in your mouth to gratify. Yeah. It's really interesting to me. I, I've, as I've gotten older, I've noticed that's a really significant piece of the story. It's like. 
it don't it, it, what it, whatever you're going to do, even if it's just you're going to throw the calories down a little bit, or you're going to lower the fats or lower the carbs, whatever it is, yeah. just that conscious decision and doing it makes a huge difference in, for people. Uh, oh, I think because you're you're paying attention for yeah, the yeah. first time. Yeah, it's yeah. like your eyes are finally open. Yeah. You're like, holy I, crap, there's a million calories in that drink? I mean, or? it's not when I hear the Taco Bell bell, I have to run to Taco Bell. <laughs> is that how we work? Well, you know, I just had this thought, but maybe I'll take the diet and I'll move it over to some things that are a little more in the zeitgeist, like, you know, politics or news or things <laughs> like that, which, yeah. is, which is this. Um, now we're living in an age where we have all the information at the tip of our fingers with our smartphones, but we're going to have to enable it a little bit. Yeah, it's and, like having access to fast food and Grubhub. It's all yeah, right no, there. No, no, that's not. Um, this is a little more subtle than that, okay. which is if you turn on the news and you hear him saying, you know, Joe Rogan's eating horse paste <laughs> to try to cure himself of COVID. That's your cue to stop and go, what is this horse paste? Like, is he eating horse paste? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this thing they're talking about? You take a quick 10, 10 seconds on your phone and you'll, you, you can get a clearer picture of what is going on. Yeah. And Do you think so, though? I find there is so much misinformation out there about this stuff. There it's is. Staggering. But you, you have to, but and you, there's so you, much agenda you out have, there. But that see, to me, it's, it's kind of in the labeling. And, and so I'll, I'll tie it together with this as, as it pertains to nutrition. You know, when you see the mm. nature's bounty spread, natural, whatever, you know, butter substitute something, <laughs> and it's green, and there's a little girl chasing butterflies on right, it. It's, okay. it's called, it's from, it's from Wholesome Valley, except for they're in Muncie, Indiana. You know, you, you, can, yeah. you can turn it around and look at the it's, label it's, at it's, that, at that point, because they're pushing you. They're kind of pushing you a direction. You know, they're calling it nature's own green valley, wholesome right. spread. And you got to go, well, what are they doing? Like, why, you know, like, yeah. so I have found that, like, butter, just, just plain butter is, it carries gold. You know what I mean? But it's not nature's wholesome, blah, 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 blah. They're trying to sort of manipulate with words. So, like, take a moment, read the thing. See that it starts with hydrogenated soybean oil and go, wait a minute. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. Yeah. The back doesn't seem like the front, right. you know, and right. and do the same thing when you turn on the news, when they're yeah. pushing this and pushing this, yeah. like stop and go, well, maybe there's something more to this. It's a little more nuanced. So you're sort of deputized now, though. No, like, you know, how many people I see drinking, you know, Arizona iced tea oh. and they think they're just I'm no. not drinking a Coke. Right. With lunch, right. I'm drinking oh, iced tea. Iced God. tea is what grandma made. You know what I mean? This is, and it'll say like all natural right. iced tea or something. Like well, all natural iced tea. I'd be a fool to be drinking grape soda. Mm-hmm. That I know is bad, but this is, says all natural and iced tea. Turn it around. Mm-hmm. Look, look at the calories. See if it's any different than the grape soda. Or see what the first ingredient or second ingredient is on it. Like yeah. that because. You know, Madison Avenue and the guys who make all this stuff figured it out pretty quick. We're going to write natural and nature and bountiful and wholesome. And we're going to put a lot of imagery and honest, a a lot of positive imagery on the label. But that should be your cue to like turn around, turn around. It's sort of like you fly the air. We fly air, fly coach. It's like. 
do you want comfort plus? It's like there, there's nothing. It's a crazy euphemism. Right. It's 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 coach. When your seat reclines another three sixteen seven inches. There's we, nothing comfortable about this. Would we put it under the general heading of things being too on the nose? Yeah, you know what I mean, it's like death protest too much. It's just too much. It's yeah, it's on the nose. It's sure. like it's 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 you know again the flowers and the girl chasing butterflies. I bet, and, I bet if you like, took too on the nose for me, I what's bet, really going on? I here? bet if you took ten products that we would all sort of or Vinnie Tortorich or whoever would endorse or sign off on, and you looked at the labeling, a lot of it would just be the name, yeah. the name of the company. Few you know, there's not not a bunch right. of yeah. overcompensation. Right. And then the other ones that have all the sort of pretty words on there, there's a reason. Yeah. They're they're compensated. It's really the whole topic of headlines. Right. It's headlines. Headlines are a fucking mess. Right. Whether it's on your butter or, or on, on your, your news feed. Butter. Yeah. See, I like to tell people what to look for, but in some cases, it's it's, it's inaccessible. Mm. So, for example, I'm like, oh, well, when it comes to your dairy, I want you to look for the organic seal because then we're removing you know a lot of the bad stuff. But you know, when people can't afford it, then you got to take that education a little bit deeper. Right. That's what's uh, hard. But you you can sort of like. There's what to look for and what not to look for. If you if you have the luxury of what to look for, grass-fed organic and then calories, that's my dairy game, check. Yeah. But, you know, when you don't, mm. it's a little more – definitely a little more complicated. you got to be way more savvy. What's your breakfast, lunch, and dinner or is there even breakfast? Because a lot of people nowadays I know, right? breakfast. Um, uh, so for me, um, I definitely do a 12-hour and sometimes 14-hour fast. Not for weight loss. Um, I don't even understand it as it's not a weight loss thing unless you just have a shorter window to eat so you eat less food. Um, but I do it for anti-aging um, so that my body isn't processing food. So I've, you know, I've listened to everybody from like David Sinclair talk about it. I've been able to interview lots of great scientists on it. So I create a 12 to 14 hour window where I don't eat. The, you know what? I, that's interesting. Because I hear plenty of people fast for aging, but I don't hear people very often using the 12 to 14 hour window as an aging. But it makes perfect sense that it would be helpful. I can't fast. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. So you, there's also – look, there's the science and then there's who you are. Yeah, yeah. So you to do? me, I'm like, I can't make it. Like yeah. I will literally fall apart. Um, so I think to myself, like if I create – It's it, enough stress. 14 hours probably enough. It's yeah. – you know, I, I've, there's studies that say mm-hmm. like it's all beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um so um, I do – I can't get to 16 even, but I even have to cheat to 14. So I don't do the MCT oil, but uh, it was explained to me that when you trigger the metabolic pathways that are triggered by protein and carbohydrates, that will throw you off. But fat doesn't, so I'll do heavy organic whipping cream, a little bit mm-hmm. in an organic coffee in the morning, mm-hmm. and that gets me to 14 hours. Yeah. Then I, I do have breakfast. By the way, check for us. Yeah, we all in three in agreement on that. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is interesting, right? And, and then I get all three macros uh, in every meal, so it could vary. Sometimes I have organic yogurt with like, and I go a little, you know, cocoa nibs and walnuts and cinnamon on top, and the manuka honey. Like I'm a bit of a nut with the food. I, mm-hmm. The fitness, I'm not. The food, I'm a bit like. I like my food to be really clean, especially like as I've gotten older. Um, it's more and more important to me. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. I've been your host, Big Brother Jake, host of the Big Brother Jake podcast here on the Podcast One Network. 
Remember to check back each week for new episodes. And while you're at it, don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate us five stars wherever you get your podcasts. Deuces! Deuces!